You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so glad you joined me for another episode of the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. You are in for a treat as we talk about sixes today, and we are talking about the subtypes of six on a bit of a deeper dive level. If you want to talk at large about the six, there is so much more to say about the six in marriage. You can do that on other podcasts. You can do that at our accounts with Enneagram and Marriage, where you'll see tons of freebies. But we also have some very special reports on sixes with each pairing in marriage called our glow pair guides, as well as our deeper dives on six. So head on over to enneagramandmarriage.com and you can grab all of that above and some blogs. But we really want to just walk you through today how to really work well with your six in a relationship in terms of knowing their deeper instincts. So some of them are going to be social sixes. Some of them are going to be more self-preserving. Others are going to be more of the counter type of the six, which is called the counterphobic or the sexual six. And I'll explain those all to you briefly. I'm also going to share the Enneagram and Marriage descriptor of all of them. And I want you to know that B. Chestnut has an entire book and so many goodies on subtypes at large and did such a beautiful job of developing them. So make sure you check out B. Chestnut's work. Also, we're going to deep dive into our relationship descriptors, not just generalized subtypes, because here we are all about relationships relationships. So we know that in general, first, the six is somebody who deals with fear. They can be contrarian because sometimes they're also dealing with quite a bit of courage and they have a lot of wisdom. So they know what to do on the one hand, but on the other hand, sometimes they're unsure about it. And this gets exhibited in different ways. But oftentimes the fear can cause them to take the lead or to take charge. And at other times, the fear can take them back to a place of cowardice. And so they can struggle at either pole, which is why I said sometimes they can be a bit of a devil's advocate or contrarian. And I always say to my son who has some six qualities, if you say tomato, I say tomato. And it's really fun for him to both hear what I've got to say, to stay close and to contradict all at once. And it keeps life very interesting. I don't think life with the six is ever really boring. I think sixes have a lot of energy and the sixes that I know in relationships love to be with their partners. And it isn't that they don't sometimes need space and time and maybe even have amazing work ethics because many of them do. Um, But generally speaking, sixes, even those who are out there killing it, wouldn't mind if their spouse came along on work trips or would actually love that to be together. So it's a neat experience to be with a six because that's what relationships are about is being together. And sixes know that and they're ready for it all. But they do take a lot of energy because they have a lot of energy. Some of that is anxious energy. So knowing how to use the energy, knowing how to flow together is absolutely critical. So I'm going to give you guys some tips for working with each of those three types briefly here. 
Okay, the self-preserving six, and I always start with self-pres because I think that we need to reuptake and rebuild and we cannot stay there. But without life, you really don't have anything. So if you don't have some element of self-preserving, you're just in trouble. So you've got to be aware of the need for self-preserving and the self-preserving six often called warmth. What I like to call the self-preserving six is fun. I really like to make sure people know that, yes, in addition to the warmth, and I think that's a beautiful description that B has, in a marriage, I think that we're going to add fun to that description because this six is generally fun, sweet, kind, and extremely attractive to others in the world. And you see a lot of heroines in movies, I think, exhibiting this trait to be like looking so hard for advice and coming in from that child perspective in a way, and then yet the sage who is really good at self-care. And so I think that you have this offbeat person who is not afraid to be neurotically funny and needy, but also like comes up and just shows up huge. And there's no more jump scares. Now they're like taking charge in a major way, but they're always going to be a ball of fun. And as I said, never boring. Now, this six is the most phobic of the sixes, and they do have the self-doubt, and they have the fear, and it's pretty big, and they notice it, and they realize they're scanning a lot, and that can cost them a lot of energy and ups and downs with their moods. So when they learn to really get balanced every single day, self-care on a routine, it helps a lot. So make sure you're getting your routine, your fitness routine, making sure also, I think that you are working on abandonment issues if you have any, or security issues with family of origin um, is a good plan so that you can be really, really aware of, okay, here's why I'm going through this victim mentality. And I'm also really noticing that I am at this point where I'm not going to remain a victim. I am empowered and I have agency. And I don't think there's a more important word for the six than agency. You've got it. You can do it. I think that is a really important thing for you to remember. Okay. So the social six is basically a half step from the self-preserving six before we get over to that sexual six. And this social six It's typically called in the bee chestnut literature duty, and I call this one squad. I just had fun with this marriage relationship descriptor because the social six expresses fear through needing their groups, and they really love to be part of them, and they're good participators in the groups. They're amazing friends, very loyal, will sacrifice a lot of their fears and their self-preserving traits in order, even as a six has some self-preserving tendencies in general, and they want safety in general, they'll sacrifice that for the group so that they can help others to have that. And so it's so sweet, Um, but they also want to make sure that they're sure of things by letting others lead them. And then of course, in marriage, this can be really tough if they're either leaning on the spouse too much or not enough. And so what you really want here is a very middle grounded six who's like, hey, dude, like I know that we're best friends and we're partners, but there's no parent child here. It's not a one up and a one down. I'm not the parent telling you what groups to be a part of. You're not the parent telling me. And we also have agency outside of the groups that we like. And we know how to see that they have flaws, our leaders that we like, and that we can take breaks and work on our marriage and take time for each other and ourselves. That is huge. If this six gets that, they're going to be home running it with you because that is literally everything for them to be able to say like, whoever it is, our parents, our churches, our jobs, like we know they have a valuable spot, but they're not our authority. We are 
full agents and we listen to God and each other and we're the partnership here and we let others influence us. And of course, sometimes you have to do things for work, etc. But your marriage is on that list of top priorities and it doesn't go down just because somebody else comes on in with a need. It's just as much of a priority as anything else, if not more. So that's what I want you to remember. And when you feel like controlling, make sure you release some control and allow your partner to make some of the choices in your marriage too. That is absolutely huge. And you will not regret it because you'll be like, I'm empowered. I can make decisions. This feels really good. And I'm not just doing stuff to please others. I'm I'm really leaning into my marriage, which is going to create more safety than you realize. Um, and a lot of times the six doesn't realize how much it does pull from their marriage. So they have to really be aware that that has consequences. So you don't want to feel those out. I will break that for you, I hope, and get you to where you don't have to deal with those consequences because you're doing your work in advance and there's no crumbling marriage. Yay. Okay, let's talk to the sexual six, also called the counter type. This one is often called strength and beauty by the chestnut. And I like to call this power. I have seen this counterphobic six express a lot of power. Often they are in a power dynamic in marriage and that's why it's the relationship descriptor. Um, They like to have the power so that they can protect the marriage, whether it be from intruders in the marriage, in the house, in the work environment. Sometimes they deal with suspicion, however, and it can be an intensity that isn't necessarily welcome to the spouse who may feel like this is overwhelming. I'm not as distrustful as you. And I really don't want to be charged with things that aren't really applicable. And sometimes it can even create a self-fulfilling prophecy because somebody's like, all I am is accused all day. So this six needs to understand that you can't have power and control over somebody else. Like you get to relate to God and you get to hopefully feel like you are wise, but not paranoid in terms of seeking things out that your partner could be doing. Because if we face it, everybody's partner could be somewhere else right now. And we could all be paranoid. And you know what? If we read our spouse's thoughts all the time, we wouldn't like them. But you know what? They're human too and they deserve grace just like we wouldn't want them reading our thoughts at all times. So, and I hope our thoughts are increasingly more and more pure. I think often on Philippians 4, 8, that we want to be thinking about really good things. So I also hope that if they did read your mind, it would be okay. But you know what I mean? Like we have to give ourselves not that availability bias of, I don't have to be perfect. I get grace and they don't. And that's what this six has a tendency to do when they're not healthy. When they are healthy, they have a tendency like other sixes to be funny, kind, courageous beyond all get out and really truly sacrificing for their spouse. And they like to keep their power going in a good way. Like I'm empowered. I have agency. I can fight back when people take advantage of me and my people in healthy ways that show grace, but also wisdom and strength and power. So I keep saying that word because that's really the favorite word today for them is the power descriptor. And you'll see that if you get a deep dive on type six, but that is my best advice for them is to really show grace to their spouse and also trust. And that might probably come with a spiritual lens happening for you because yes, you can trust other people, but this six is more likely to want to trust themselves in the face of fear. And that's why they're the counter type six amongst other reasons. So make sure that you understand if you're this six, that doing your own work and not doing a spiritual bypass is really important where you can release hands to God and realize you have a good life, you know, and you want to hold your marriage with strength, but also with the sense of, you know what, like even if something isn't perfect about my spouse. Like you have me, God, and I'm good. And now you can spend 
more time investing in the relationship and not just working on it. And that's just going to bless you guys so much. So be in it, be fun, be warm, be kind, be caring, be sociable and um, protect you guys too. That's really important. And I love that you bring that. So have a wonderful day. Hopefully you'll balance these all out in great ways. And I will be talking to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramandMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.